Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Welcome back to the worst opening to the Broad Japan podcast ever. Oh, I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast and instrumental genius, musical yeah. sound wonder, Pete Donaldson himself. That's with the his... rock mode. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our automatons out. Chris got sent an automaton. Or I think that's I how that's uh, how that's pronounced. Um, yeah, um, so we're going to start a band of automatons. Thank you very much to, uh, to the people who send me um, videos of people doing some wonderful stuff uh, with those monstrosities uh, on on Instagram and stuff. There are some really talented people. And thank out there. you, and thank you to Satomi who gifted me one hey. um, as a, a Christmas present. I, I've recently opened some Christmas presents after getting back from the UK. Mm. There was a small pile, and that was that was in there. I still don't really know how to describe an automaton it's like a little toy that plays music and it's got a squeezable head it's a shit um, it's fun so weird. synth <laughs> it's a shit fun synth yeah. it looks like a big oh, yeah. uh, uh, musical note doesn't it or maybe some kind of sperm but uh, and you just put it uh, <laughs> you, you put it to your fingers and squeeze its little mouth uh, and make sounds come out of it it's great stuff it's fun. I, I like playing around with musical instruments like that. I feel yeah. like there's a, a sequel to Too Much Volcano <laughs> waiting, just waiting to be made with the automaton. I'm going to do a live yeah. show, like probably tomorrow, and I'm going to whip it out there and try it for the first time and see what I can do with it and surprise and amaze the masses. But how are you, Pete? What's been going on with you? I'm good, Christopher. <clears throat> swanky beard. I'm good. Got a little squanky beard going on. A little bit too much salt and pepper in the beard for my liking, to be quite frank. I wasn't expecting this to uh, come on quite so strong in... Uh, at 41 but uh, but here we are <laughs> but bloody you, you here have we the are. beard of a 50 year old man it's kind of cool though there's something something cool about grey hair like a George Clooney I think style I, I think know. with walking down the streets in a winter coat uh, with a lovely grey beard makes you just feel a little bit a little bit primo. I think. I think. A, I think a little bit of salt and pepper in your beard makes you feel a bit primo. Uh, and then you look in the mirror and go, "God, you're older." And you shave it off, which I will do uh, very, very soon. So yeah. 
Oh, Lord. Rubbish. I'm coming up to my 33rd birthday. Oh, I'm not really excited about that. But there is some good news, of course. And yes. that is, uh, if you've seen on social media, I finally announced that uh, Charla and I are engaged. Yay! It's done. Woo! It's out of the way. I asked her, I got down on one knee, and I said, will you collab with me for the rest of your life? The <laughs> ultimate collab. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Fuck it up. We went Lordy. to, um, I wanted to do it in the Lake District on our holiday in the UK, and uh, we were there in four or five days, right? Mm. And it rained every single fucking day. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. I just want to get up the mountain and do it and get out of the way. <laughs> well, this is quite a daunting thing, right? It's quite a scary thing. Yeah. I, you know, and uh, the weather Sh- wasn't Surely you only, you only ask if you know the answer, sort of. I mean, it's it would be a surprise, well, wouldn't it? Like, uh, for most, I, I mean, unless you're absolutely thick as hell, you kind of know what the answer's going to be, surely. <laughs> I just, I don't know what I was, I knew the answer was going to be yes, but right. I didn't want to like, pull out the ring and then drop it in the floor in the right. mud and be like, oh, I've, oh, I've just, oh gosh, oh dear. And you didn't, and, um, just, like, and you didn't, so, Richard and you, Curtis you, movie. You, you knew it was going to be yes, but you didn't know how it was going to be said. Because there's different ways you can say yes, isn't it? It's kind mm. of like, yeah. <laughs> That's well, the way one I way. did it. <laughs> All right. The way I did it is uh, we, we went. Uh, Stop crying. The weather was crap the whole trip, <laughs> and then we went down to Durdle Door in yes. Dorset, which is this amazing rock formation that's like an archway. Mm. Um, and I, I, I've always wanted to go there because it's in the music video for Shout by Tears for Fears. Right. So I was like, I've got okay. what a great place. You should have great. And then we beard. got there, <laughs> and it was the only day of the trip where there was actually some sun. Like the, mm. it was like God. God came out that day and he was yeah. like, right, we're going to sort this out. Sorry for letting you down <laughs> in the Lake District. I'm going to turn things around for you right here. Nice. And it was beautiful weather. And um, I was like, oh, we've got to get a photo in front of Dirtle Door. So I set up the phone as if I was taking a selfie. Um, and then I went, all right, it's got a timer. Three, two, one, will you marry me? And I pulled it out and she was like, what? Ah. What is this? And uh, it was a job well done. She pushed you off. It was over. Pushed you into the sea. <laughs> she slapped me in the face and drowned me in the sea. Oh, <laughs> that's so but nice, yeah, no, Chris. Cool. Congratulations on behalf of all of Thank the you very much. Um, abroad in Japan listeners. And um, did like I, I remember? Um, obviously, I've been watching the Last of Us. Nick Offerman, who did uh, the third yeah, yeah. episode, um, the man with the beard, beard, uh, the big beard. Uh, he uh, took his wife she's the loud one from will and grace i forget her name i must admit but when when they got engaged um i think they were in paris and he kept on getting out fake rings and dropping them like down grits and stuff <laughs> he kept like he'd be on top of the eiffel tower and he'd just drop it off the side oh no dear um so he didn't do that anyway he didn't make a big old joke <laughs> i i nearly did like uh the day before Dirtle Dobby we went fossil hunting because right. charlotte's favorite thing I was like, fossil hunting? Maybe I don't want to get oh, married. I might after. find your record collection. <laughs> take, take the ring back to the store. It's actually quite fun, fossil hunting. Mm. I didn't think it'd be my thing. It's a drastic cost. Uh, it was. And the beach that we did it on, the uh, the cliffs basically just collapse all day, every day mm. into the sea. Because cool. they're these very soft lime chalk cliffs and they sort of just erode. Shit cliffs. And uh, it was, <laughs> it was raining cliffs, right. really hard and it was washing all the cliffs down so they, it washes fossils down. Yeah. And I was going to put the ring like in a fossil... Or just have it on the floor and be like, right. oh, what's that over there? Yeah. That shiny thing. Pokemon stick- ball. But then it was raining so hard, it would have got washed away. And I would have been like, fuck, there oh, goes the ring. Yeah. Uh, so, and, at your, and at your pay grade, the rings are probably quite nice, aren't they? So, <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, it was... It wasn't like that, but, you know. It was, Did you do a Michael it, Scott? It was, years, uh, two years. Two years salary. 
<laughs> Fuck that. No. I my stance with wedding rings or engagement rings was I was never going to spend like silly money because it's all a facade for the diamond industry. Mm. It's all a load of bollocks, and you know diamonds are artif- Some of the best diamonds are made artificially now in labs, right? Yeah. And it's like, do you want a, a diamond made in lab that's ethical, or do you want someone down a mine getting it? I, I got um, the I, first I, options I, often better. Yeah, I got like a um, I got a, um, a, a lab grown or however you bloody hell they do it um, diamond uh, for my partner, and uh, price difference isn't that much. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, I know, right? It's not that it's much cheaper. That's all I'm saying, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> bit sneaky, bit yeah. sneaky. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, it's all like, it was all thought up by the, the diamond company De Beers in like the 1950s mm. that diamond should be a girl's best friend mm. to make money out of Fucking the shiny Don things Draper. in the ground. Fucking yeah. Don Draper. So I, but then I, you know, it's done. Mm. She's like, she liked the ring. <laughs> it is it's done. done. I went. I, you are done. I had a, <laughs> I had a rough idea of what I wanted and right. what I thought she'd like, and I went in the store, and you know, it was really awkward. I, I got like a, a few minutes away from her because we were on the trip the whole time together, mm. and luckily she saw a friend one day. Yeah. And it was my one day where I had like some time away from her, mm. but I was really worried while I was in the diamond store. I was worried she was going to like walk past and see me right. sitting there. So I was really hurrying things along. She's like, do you want this one or that one? I was like, that one, that one there. He's going, like, run, like you're get the going in a mask going, I have a very uh, exclusive uh, <laughs> uh, benefactor that wants the very best diamond in town. <laughs> I can't tell you who it is. <laughs> it just felt really weird though. It felt like being in a movie. It's yeah. a bit of a cliche, but like it's one of those life moments, isn't it? You know, nice. Charlotte said to me afterwards, you know, you could have proposed anywhere. It could have been on like a bridge or a sofa or in a mm. dustbin, mm. and she'd have been happy. Right. Well, I was like, no, you know, you you remember those moments. Yeah. I thought it'd be nice to do it somewhere like Dirtledore. Mm. So, if you go Dirtledore, not only are you going to the place where they shot the music video for Shout by Tears for Fears, <laughs> but you're going to the place that I proposed to my favourite YouTube channel. We got a story this week from Claire who says, Hi, Ponderous Pete, and considering Chris. Oh, considering Chris or considerate Chris. Myself and my husband have travelled to Japan three times now, no less. And the last time, just before COVID hit in February 2020, uh, we went to Tokyo. On that trip, my husband went to B's Dance Bar one evening when I was passed out in our hotel room and swore uh, he swore that he saw Pete in the same bar. But he wasn't sure enough to approach him in case it wasn't Pete and he'd have to strike up a conversation with a complete stranger. So, Pete, was that you in B's Dart Bar in February 2020 in Tokyo? I think it could be because you I were there then. love a dart bar. I think they're the best thing to do. You could do it by yourself. You could do it with friends. Dining, B, bar, dart bar. I mean, it looks very much like I've been there, but I can't. Yes, I think it might have been. I think it might have been. I think it was you because you were in Japan. That was the last time you were mm. here, right? And yeah. that would have been either just after the snow festival mm. in Sapporo. So I love anyway, the story darts. continues. <laughs> I think go go and look through your photos. Solve yeah, the mystery. But the story so. continues. On the same evening, my husband Pete Donaldson punched my husband in the face. <laughs> he hit him over and over, and he said, "Don't ever talk to me in don't public, ever, you bastard." Don't ever look at me. I'm, I'm above a dart this. in the eye. I'm going to dart you. <laughs> I'm above this. I don't like talking to my fan base. Please leave it now. <laughs> On the same evening, my husband played against a few people in the bar, making mm. friends with drunk salarymen with his dart skills. When one of the men asked him if he'd like to go to another bar to oh, play, oh and I quote, real darts. <laughs> 
dirty darts. It's like fucking Fight Club. My <laughs> husband. You want to piss about this? How much you shit? You want to piss about this? How much you shit? Do you want to play with the big darts? Wow, this darts <laughs> like three like... meters long. Yeah, big darts. <laughs> so Pete Donaldson wasn't playing real darts. He was a no. bees darts. But what I like no, about no. the story so much is when I when I read these stories out, I picture them in my head. Yeah. And I'm picturing this dialogue unfolding, and then in the corner, there's just Pete Donaldson alone throwing darts at a board. <laughs> <Just> uh, <laughs> <laughs> My husband said, sure, why not, let's go. And got in the taxi with this man and a couple of his friends to what seemed like the other side of Tokyo. Mm. He was then led up to the top floor of a random building to a small bar that he was pretty sure no tourist had ever entered before. Choking on cigarette smoke and downing beer and sake with his new friends, he proceeded, proceeded to play real darts <laughs> with actual metal darts instead oh, of the crappy yes, plastic ones you'd normally have to play with into the early hours of the morning. He <laughs> crawled into bed at 5am where I mumbled, where the hell have you been? And he just grunted and went, and fell asleep. <laughs> Needless to say, our plans for the day consisted of greasy food from the local supermarket, lots of water, and a darkened room, instead of a walk around the Imperial Palace and other sightseeing. When we thought about it later, we realised that if we were in any other place than Japan, his night could have ended quite differently indeed, perhaps missing a kidney or an organ. Bloody hell. What country are you worrying about? Have you ever had an unplanned night out like this? And would you have done the same thing if you were anywhere else other than Japan? Keep up the great podcast, guys. Claire. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about, you know, in the past, Japan, there are bars where things go awfully wrong. And I was kind of, I was kind of anticipating, and then my husband's wallet got removed from his pocket mm. and his finances got obliterated. So it's quite a nice end to the story there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, most of the world is safe. I don't, I think you're fine. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Just want to play real darts. At Osaka I was in baseball bar. Um, we just sat in there for ages. Yeah. Befriended the owner. He, he, he took us round to his weird little upstairs restaurant by himself, and uh, his daughter uh, proposed to my friend, <laughs> and, uh, and he was trying what? to marry. He was trying to marry her off with uh, with my friend, and uh, oh yeah, my God. bloody, you, you have these sort of nights where they go, oh, we're going here, and you go, oh, do you want to come? And you go, yeah, all right then, let's have an adventure. And nine <laughs> times out of ten, they're great. I think, I think sometimes people who fall foul of the uh, terrible situations in in anywhere, I think, in the world. Um, yeah, are, are are either polite to a fault like me and can't say no, or polite to a fault, or uh, or, the, or they just um, they just they just sometimes they, they can't smell the danger. Uh, whereas me, I smell danger all the time, and uh, but I've had like loads of adventures like this. I, I've had loads of situations where my where my friend like my friend Al, he's got no nose for that sort of thing. Like he genuinely think like we'd be sort of in a bar. And they and I spoke about it before on this show, and there'd just be a guy coming over with tequila shots um, and just a <laughs> gaggle, a gaggle of random, I think Chinese uh, young women. And I'm like, Al's like, this is great. And I went, Al, it's fucking dodgy as fuck. I mean, they're either they're either workers <laughs> or or they're something else, or I, you know, just just don't worry about it. I don't think they like you for how cool you are, Al. Um, and this sense, guy is, is lathering it on very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> I sense another podcast for the Stack Empire. Al's big adventures. Al's big Al's naive nonsense. Yeah, exactly. It's how we got. It's how we got um, bloody fleeced by a load of uh, um, Chinese fucking so-called triad members in Shanghai once because the guy oh cannot smell danger like I can. Maybe I just smell you danger can... too much. I think you, yeah, you've got a very keen sense of smell. So I just picture you walking around being like, oh, danger. danger. I smell danger. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Leave the table. Danger. Oh, God. 
<laughs> well, I smell mystery in this week's news story. Yes. It's a mystery we've discussed, we've pondered upon many times in the past in the podcast. And finally, answers are coming. What is the story this week in Japan, Mr. Donaldson? What have we well, got? Well, it's, it's only a fucking mermaid, mate. It's mermaid oh news. Mermaid news. Mermaid? Mermaid news. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, much like how the dragons of Japanese law differ from their European counterparts, Japanese mermaids look very different from what you'll see in a Hans Christian Andersen storybook or Disney movie. Um, Japan's ningyo, which translates literally as people fish, are often depicted not with the upper body of a supermodel, but a more compact, almost monkey form. Um, Sean, they're, they're basically... Uh, basically <laughs> There was this mummy that was dis- that was discovered, uh, said to have been pulled out the sea by a fisherman in Tossa Domain uh, nearly 300 years ago. Its name is Ningyo, and uh, basically in February of last year, uh, five researchers from uh, Kraszki uh, University of Science of Arts in Okayama began an investigation to de- determine the true identity of this weird mermaid monstrosity that a fisherman was said to have pulled out of the sea 300 years ago. Um, the... <laughs> This week, I was taken. It's taken literally almost an entire year for them to do this. Uh, this week, the team announced its results, <laughs> and unfortunately for mermaid fans, no. It turns out it's not a fucking mermaid because they don't fucking exist. Uh, they knew something was up when the only genuine skeletal structure component they could confirm was a jawbone, uh, because it didn't have any skull. It didn't have any spine, and it didn't have any uh, ribs. The investigation found that the artifact was crafted from a plaster or a, a gypsum-like uh, 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 substance, um, which features, uh, which created features including its arms, hands, eye sockets, and the upper body, uh, which also had portions made of cloth, was wrapped in a thin sheet of paper which was then wrapped in fugu, uh, blowfish skin. Oh and God. the head was stuffed with cotton with some sort of weird animal hair attached to the top of the head to give it a mammalian uh, appearance. Um, the scales and fins on the lower body, meanwhile, appear to be from a species of crocofish. So they're basically just uh, glued or stitched or whatever uh, a, a, a crocofish uh, to the body of uh, like a bit of jawbone from something and the rest was just an absolute uh, creation and so the temple that had oh, this uh, mermaid in for such a long time uh, it the, the Nino Carcass was likely from the latter half of the 1800s and the temple isn't upset about being duped uh, speaking after the researchers announced their results uh, the abbot uh, Kiroshi Kuda says uh, knowing that it was made from living things we will continue to take good care of it and keep it safe which is a lovely way to live your life almost like a, an adoption sort of thing <laughs> an adoption of just a lot of sea trash <laughs> <laughs> sea trash it's not exactly a little mermaid is it it's not it looks no. pretty messed up this mermaid yeah. like type in japanese mermaid guys online and mm. uh, get ready to recoil in absolute horror yeah. at this monstrosity it's not like when you think ningyo doll like ningyo is the word for doll in yeah, japanese oh, right? you okay, think ningyo right. you think oh cute cuddly ceramic this is like a fuck it. this is like a david lynch nightmare david lynch meets little mermaid <laughs> and like the fact it's like four little four like different animals chopped up and stuck together mm. makes it all the more horrifying it's really interesting how they made it from like paper mache a lot of it and then just wrapped it in fugu yeah. like a blow, dead blowfish like isn't that really sinister well, that- it's, it was it, well, it was it was quite a lucrative uh, little project because mermen and mermaids all around the world have always been uh, prized possessions for people around about this time when people mm. believed in all that 
codswallop um, and, and so like these people would sort of get you know grave rob steal bodies and, and clutter together I would say that um, growing up in Hartlepool we were obviously a seafaring town <laughs> and one of the prize exhibits oh, of God. Hartlepool Museum was that guy can you see uh, can you see that little fella on, my, on the camera it looks awful it's it looks like a dead <laughs> monkey Hartlepool to a shark yeah somebody had just uh, kind of I mean, I guess that's not a human. They'd sort of made a weird kind of like amalgam of uh, of, of of these sort of merman. I don't even think that's a proper skull. Yeah. Oh, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a. Oh, so it was the body of a monkey, a wooden car, and the tail end of a fish. So someone had just got hold of a monkey, Aww. mummified it, and uh, basically just sellotaped it to the bottom end of a fish. But we would be taken around this blooming um, museum so often because it was one of the only things to do in Hartlepool, and um, yeah, it was almost presented as fact. No, yeah, this fucking merman, mermaid. Fact. What's wrong with people? <laughs> I know. What's wrong with people? Like- Hartlepool. When you're chopping a monkey's head up and yeah. sticking it on like the carcass of a fish, you should be thinking. Must this be a point, is, yeah, this is wrong. Yeah, you must be a point yeah. where you think, is this a normal Thursday? Like, is this something no. I should be doing, mm. or should I like just stop doing it? Just stop Honestly, doing it's very odd. Yeah. Well, on on the on the um, second journey across Japan, which was set around Mount Fuji, we were looking for things to do, and there was a temple that had one of these mermaids in it. Yeah, and we really tried our best to get inside it, but the temple inside, just would not play ball. We mermaids. couldn't find our way in. <laughs> uh. I want to get inside like, the moment. I, I, what did I say? Like it's, it was inside the temple. Sorry, there was a, a little temple, and inside the temple there was a mermaid. And uh, <laughs> you, you don't get inside it. Oh God! Good but no, stuff. they wouldn't let us go in. They wouldn't <laughs> let us have access, or they were busy that day. Some elaborate bo- bollocks. Because we were like, oh, we'll make it famous. We'll film it. We'll you know we'll share it with the world. Um, knowing that it probably would have been a monkey strapped to a dolphin, whatever it was. Mm. Wrapped in fuggy skin. Kind of glad yeah. we didn't go and do that now. Kind of glad that uh, we didn't go. What I find astonishing is that it took them one year to come to this conclusion when I'm pretty sure any normal person would have been able to do it with a magnifying glass and some scissors in 25 minutes. Like they, there's a, in the video of the, the, the university in Kurashki, there's like they're using a fucking CT scanner yeah. machine. Yeah. They, you know, they're feeding them into the, you know, and it's just like there's so much them. elaborate equipment. Them. Someone paid for that. Someone's paid, someone's paid for that. It's the greatest waste of money post, since the squid. Post-COVID. I mean, the... they started that project post-COVID. Like when the, I imagine the amount of money they had to look at these sort of things. Maybe it's important. Maybe it's not, but I think we both know, just by looking at it, that it was just a piece of shit that someone made. <laughs> well, you be the judge, guys. Go yeah. and take a look at the Japanese mermaid mummy. We'll be back in just a moment with your stories, comments, and questions in The Fax Machine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Sven from Luxembourg. Um, hello, Creative Chris and Pathological Pete. Um, I think huh. the guys from Yes Theory Channel are coming to Japan sometime early this year. Since they are all about seeking discomfort, what are the most seemingly uncomfortable yet truly eye-opening and enriching experiences you could put yourself uh, through when in Japan? Yes Theory. What's that then? What's that? Hello, little look. Oh, I'm familiar with it's those guys. uncomfortable. Yes, go and fucking look at the mermaid, mummy. Go and look at <laughs> Go and get them look to the pull apart the, the mermaid, mummy. Eat that mermaid. Why not? Yes, theories are a YouTube channel. They go and do wacky things oh. like sit on a boat across right. the Pacific or something. Aren't they? Okay. I don't really watch them. They're quite a good channel there. They, they do do make good videos. Oh, is that um, the guy who so went who went who went across um, went up to the top of uh, the UK and then back down again? Oh, I don't know. Maybe quite not, possibly know. not. No, no okay. I don't think so. I think the the last one I watched, they this guy went on a boat to a very remote Pacific island, and mm. that was kind of interesting. Yeah, channels that go above and beyond the call of duty in a way that I never can or never will. <laughs> um, it's interesting. There's lots of YouTubers coming to Japan at the moment. It's all the rage. There's, mm. uh, you know, Ludwig just came over, and uh, yes, theory coming. There's some others, and it's, yeah, it's interesting to see their take on Japan and what they're trying to do. Um, a lot of them, you know, just do. Capsule hotels, easy mm. views, easy views indeed. But um, no, seeking discomfort, go on the night train and have a crap night's sleep, as I always do. <laughs> That's big views and it requires no effort. And no matter how many videos you make about the night train in Japan, you will always get one million views mm. without any effort, without question. I, I promise think you just this. just people like having a lie down. <laughs> and Maybe. also, Americans probably never been on a train because they just fucking don't have them, do they? <laughs> It's like, what Amtrak. is this? What here. is this? <laughs> it's better than Amtrak. Uh, yeah. We've got one here from Colin from Saskatoon, Canada, who says, Hello, penile implant, Chris. Wait, what? Penile implant? What is that? Penile implant, Pete. And crisis, Chris. Some tough Have guy. Of you... <laughs> Some tough guy coming around here, smashing out Have insults. Have any of you participated in Japan's many martial arts, like kendo, judo, or oh. sumo? Oh, you guys sounds... are great. Love the podcast. Yeah. Colin. strong. Do sounds, I look like I'm ready sounds... for sumo? He sounds strong. He sounds He sounds like he's into that sort of thing. I'd better shut my, shut my mouth. Yes, I do have a penile implant. It's and what are you going to do with it? <laughs> tiny <laughs> penile implant. So can I go smaller? <laughs> are you... Can you, have you, can you like, do any martial arts, Pete? Have you ever done no. anything? I've went, never um, actually heard. Was kendo... Is the is the is the wrestling kendo stick part of kendo? Do you like uh, whap a whap a stick around one of those kind of like big sticks that you? Yeah, yeah. Kendo's the the one with the stick. Right. Okay. <laughs> kendo's on the stick. Didn't you do some stick stuff? I think you did some stick stuff at one point, didn't you? 
Yeah. Forever Travel I, or something. I can't remember. <laughs> I did, uh, I think it's Jigen, Jigen Niu. It was mm. on the last episode of Journey Across Japan. Right. My friend Alex down in Kagoshima. And that's where the, the sword sword the Swords came sword out. styles from mm. it's called it's like this one strike method a lot of sword you know each each sword kind of fighting technique is completely different some mm. are quite offensive some are quite defensive and Jigen Niu is basically the most offensive <laughs> fight you literally <laughs> just charge at your enemy holding it over your head and going Aah! and then you just full, <laughs> you just swing it down the idea is to get a diagonal hit that goes through like your shoulder, cuts through your heart, and all Ugh. the way through your chest. And uh, oh dear, big sort of diagonal, yeah, instant sure like speed run murder. Um, pretty cool though. It was good fun doing it, mm. but it's just like this seems mostly impractical. Because in what occasion <laughs> am I going to be doing this? <laughs> Whereas I did always want to learn Aikido, be like yes. Steven Seagal before he his reputation went down the, the toilet. Somewhat. Is that the one where he, but, where you just sort of like throw you sort of get out of the way and they sort of trip over? <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, good, good. <laughs> you, right. you use your opponent's energy against them, basically. So if yeah. you come and punch me, you sort of move out the way of it and deflect it. And I don't know. I, I'm most, I'm like, most, yeah. most big boys, they have very low opinions about that particular discipline. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's judo and karate. And there's so many. I, I did think I'd try one. I thought I'd try and get into one of them. And all I did was go boxing, which I could have done anywhere. So. Yeah. You picked the wrong guy to ask Colin. Unfortunately, I'm awful. Mm. Pete's awful. There's, um, so no. there's a guy called Mark Pickering, who I think uh, occasionally listen to abroad in Japan. Uh, he is mm. a judoist of uh, some repute. So he's worth a following on uh, Twitter. Underscore Mark Pickering. Uh, Welsh bloke. And he is also the commentator for Noah. Uh, Noah Global, a uh, the um, one of the premier um, wrestling uh, uh, setups out there. So, mm, yeah, mm. interesting. Interesting. I thought I was leading somewhere. Like, no, no like, just check him out. <laughs> like, Mark, Mark wants to go on an entire bar. Fair <laughs> enough. Awesome. Uh, we got one here from Matt who says, Hello, Crispy Pete. Oh, God, these get worse Pete. by the week. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Good. These well, get yeah. worse by the week. Some travel sites suggested buying chopsticks as a souvenir and using them as you go about your trip as a way to reduce waste. They even suggest using them in restaurants where you might be given disposable chopsticks. Is this a common practice? Or something weird tourists do. Matt from North Carolina. Matt, nobody I've ever met has ever bought chopsticks <laughs> and taken them to a restaurant. It is weird. Nobody I've ever do seen. That, just bring a fork. <laughs> yeah. Make don't. it easier on yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the restaurant would take that if you did it. I don't think they'd be offended or anything. I think they'd just be like, oh, you've, you brought your, your own chopsticks. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's good, isn't it? That's good. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I just, it'd just be a bit, bit weird. Because, <laughs> no. Uh, what? No. no. No, God, no. God, no. But I have, I've been running into tourists left, right and centre. The other day I was coming back from a trip from Hokkaido mm. and um, there were some Australian folks there and they recognised me and we had a chat. And then a few minutes later, they got like stopped by the police and um, like five police rushed over. I was having problems with my own bag because I'd packed too much stuff in it. So I was yeah. at the desk trying to sort my bags out. And I saw like four or five police officers standing around their bag. And I was like, oh, God, what have they done? <laughs> what have they brought in? Those naughty Australians. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it turned out. Uh, and then I saw them again afterwards, after it all died down. And I was like, what the hell was in your bag to warrant that kind of response? It looked like almost like terrorists or something and they said oh we just bought a katana sword and we stuffed oh, it in the right. bag and uh made me think of you pete the sort of thing you'd do in it well, love, like, me so- love me swords <laughs> it must have been a nasty shock for the uh 
security they stick the bag mm. in it goes through with the um, with the luggage that goes in the cargo hold of the plane often on domestic flights in Japan they scan it right in front of you right so you right. put it through the scanner first and then you, you sort of gets taken away dragged off to the cargo hold and they must have put it through the machine and it must have been like everything's good there wait a minute is that a massive sword in there what the bloody hell's that doing there but yeah it seems to be fine apparently it was a replica sword so I thought I was like what's that is it made of plastic or something they were like no it's made of steel and they're usually made of iron or something and I was like oh so it's still a deadly weapon then (laughs) a replica you know Mm. Pretty cool. I'm, I, Pretty I'm cool. sure. I'm sure as a as you plunge it into the heart of the pilot, I'm, I'm sure he'll go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad this was a replica. Otherwise, I'd be dead. Good God! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's only made of aluminium. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> what have you done with your with your sword? You've got a katana sword don't still te- lingering. Don't tell the burglars. Don't tell well, the you... burglars. Sometimes it sings to me in the night. He goes, "Pete, feed me burglars," and I go, "I'll get <laughs> I'll get you some burglars soon enough." Paul. It's called Paul. That's, that's going to be a new story for another another podcast episode, the day yeah. you take down three burglars. Yeah. They come inside. Little do they know, Samurai Donaldson's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> waiting. He's a tomatone, dodgy musical yeah. instrument in one <laughs> hand, his katana sword in the other. <laughs> Fuck me. That'll be a day. Yeah. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to a broad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later, guys, in the week. Do it over again. But for now, before Pete Donaldson deafens us with his automaton, have a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Here's the thing. Play us out, Donaldson. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. The thing about these automatons is uh, they're not particularly uh, made very well and they break (laughs) constantly. So don't buy them or buy them. I don't care. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.